0: on how education can be improved to disrupt the status quo of healthcare education. This is our journey, and thanks for listening. Are you a third-year physical therapy student that excels on tests when you have study guides, checklists, and deadlines? With all of the information available about how to prepare for the NPTE, it's easy to get disorganized and not feel prepared going into the big day. NPTE Prep Success is an online course that provides PT students easy-to-use study guides, and step-by-step guidance through the NPTE preparation. To learn more, visit kylericeprep.com. Thank you again all for your continued support, and now for the show.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field, and I have with us today a very interesting guest, Dr. Francis Espinola. Francis, why don't you tell us a little bit about your academic background and how it led you to where you're at today?
2: Hi, good morning, uh, everyone. And thank you, Scott, by the way, Dr. Scott, for just allowing me to guest in your podcast here in HET. It's an honor. Um, just want to give you a heads up. So I graduated my bachelor's of physical therapy. I'm foreign trained. I graduated in the Philippines at 2006, worked there in different settings. In the Philippines, you need to find ways to make a living as a physical therapist because technically, if you enter nursing physical or occupational therapy school, you are really bound to go abroad. So there's no other way to go and stay there because you, if you want to make a good living, you need to really go abroad. So I, I worked there, built my experience from hospitals, schools, and also taught in uh, the school where I graduated my bachelor's degree a little bit as a clinical instructor. Then, you know, I was blessed to somehow be sponsored by a staffing agency that, you know, helped migrate physical therapists here in the US, set their foot you know, on the ground and sponsor them until they get like legal good immigrant status here in the US. And I've done that since 2011. I've been a legal immigrant two years after around 2013, and now I'm a US citizen. So everything went well, but probably we'll discuss a little bit about my DPT journey because I'm still, I'm just talking about me just entering the United States and learning all the Hustle and bustle, the joys and the challenges of working as a physical therapist here.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, and I think you know it's important to to kind of hear everybody's academic journey because it's very different, you know, and and it leads to different things and different outcomes. Um, and and you know, you being a relatively new grad now, I think is important for people to see, you know, that. We do burn out. You know, burnout is a real thing. People experience burnout. And I'd like for you to talk, if you don't mind, a little bit about your experience and, and some of the burnout you've experienced.
2: Sure. So, as I said, we, I started, you know, doing physical therapy job in 2011. So, for the past 10 years, I've been doing, you know, I'm the kind of person that will try different setting to see what I'm really good at. Eventually, think about any setting, probably. That you're thinking of, except home health pediatrics. I've done everything. But probably th- what I would say that's close to my heart is really geriatric home health. I, I love the fact that you're treating patients one on one. But to, just because technically you're still an employee, you're probably whatever the policy of the employer is, you need to abide with that. Plus, you know, from the past five years, I would say there are different changes in home health where there will be, you know, reimbursement changes, the type of what they call this, the protocols that you need to use and, you know, the utilization of, let's say, PT assistance or OT assistance under your supervision, that already changes. And that's really what causes you to feel like, okay, it's really physical therapy just helping people because if it's just helping people, I love helping people. That's not a problem for me but with the changes and the expectations that you know you started from 80% productivity and now i'm hearing like 95% productivity so it means that do i need to clock out just to do my notes i think that's not fair and i think that that needs to be what you call uphold a little bit more for accountability because that can be abused and you know we are physical people we get tired also so and then that's why I go to DPT school at Utica College last uh, 2020 and I graduated last year 2021. Um, not because I want to stay as an employee, I want to start my own business and practice. So te- technically the burnout, it's the fuel for me to get burning in because I want to explore my options being an entrepreneur and having a doctorate will really give you a good leverage to do that.
1: Yeah, you bring up a lot of good points there. I think, you know, one, productivity is a beast, right? Like a lot of these facilities, and I've worked at a bunch as well, you know, skilled nursing facilities, assisted living facilities, home health, you know, productivity above 90% is is tough to do. And, and if you can do it, it's not necessarily sustainable all the time, you know? And so I tell a lot of my students and I tell, you know, some of my other, my, my coworkers and colleagues that like, look, if we keep pushing this on new grads, you know, eventually they are going to burn out. You know, yes. it, it happens. I see it time and time again, you know, which then leads them into a lot of these, whoa, did I pick the right Profession questions, right? And what can I do to get out of this? Questions. And, yeah. you know, I, it's sad to me, but like realistically, I, I firmly believe that one of the only ways to get ahead in the field of physical therapy is to own your own business. Agree. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a patient care based business, right? We have the skill sets and we have the things to do. You know, we have the know how based on our, our, Graduate schooling right to do many, many different things physical therapists is a very well rounded profession, you know, We're, we're constantly educating right we're all educators on some way shape or form. Right, we're we're all trying to figure out how to best communicate with our patients and with our colleagues and with other you know medical professionals. Mm-hmm. So we have these life skills and we have these experiences that we can then put to good use. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the ways that we can do that, one of the things that I, I brought you on to talk about today, mm-hmm. uh, is something that I've just recently delved into, and that's life coaching, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what what I like to do, I I like to call it BLC coaching, right? Business Mm. life and career coaching, because I've been doing that for the last 10 or 15 years Mm. anyway, right? I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. I do all those things anyway, and I'm a lifelong learner. So for me, it's going to be important to go ahead and get that extra education, try to supplement what I've already been doing with more information and knowledge, and then take the extra step to get certified if need be, right? So let's talk a little bit about you and and your journey into life life coaching, because Mm. it's, it seems like a pretty good option for people that, you know, may be experiencing burnout or maybe talking about, you know, different avenues to kind of keep Mm. one foot in the boat of healthcare, but then, you know, maybe drift away a little bit as well. Oh,
2: definitely. You know what? I'm just giving you a clear background because of course, as a certified life coach, you know, the history behind it, how it get dealt upon and yep. So As I said, life coaching started around the nineteen eighties by Thomas Leonard. He's an American financial planner at first, but what he realized is that when he did financial planning, the clients that he has want to do more, to have more from him. Don't just give him the, tell them the ropes on how to do financial planning. They want to organize their life and make sure that they're hitting their goals, like every month or every year. So that changed. The perspective of just being a financial planner, so that's where he said, "Okay, I'll not just do life coaching, but I'll do life planning as well." So that's where it all began. Sadly, Thomas Leonard uh, died at age forty-nine, but he started a legacy of life coaching, and he started what they call Coach U or like Coach University or something. So that made me somehow think, you know what? As a physical therapist, we're dealing with different you know, patients and they have their own goals and aspirations, not just financially, of course, health-wise, to be better, to get back working again, something like that. So why not use, since I've realized that dealing with uh, home health patients, the first two weeks is technically educating them. Like three-fourths of my time is educate, 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 and start work, just doing light exercises anyway. So the teaching part as a physical therapist is right there. The ch- the cheerleading part, that's what I like to see. We are technically cheerleaders for them to stay on the plan of care that we have built up, built on for them and we have agreed upon. But the motivation, that's what really determines the outcome of the physical therapy treatment. Their motivation, some of them just fall away because they're not motivated. They don't believe in the system. But our goal is to, hey, you're making progress. Even just like 20 feet from yesterday about, you know, you're able to do more, even just small. I, I always say this to my patients. I'd rather have you do something than nothing at all today. And I'd rather have you maintain something than lose something. So technically, that's already life coaching right there. And hey, I'm not paid to do that. <laughs> so why not have people, like say when they're done with their physical therapy treatment, they achieve their goals physically. Now we technically like you scott for sure you have patients that become your friends as upon discharge and you can talk life have like a coffee and wow i've met some very intelligent people he, i met some athletes retired athletes wanting to do more with their life i met some i, I actually met a uh, professional basketball assistant coach and that's sweet right <laughs> and you learn a lot from them and their life but Technically, they are also wanting to learn from you, from your perspective, because how they do work, like say 20, 30 years ago, is not the same as they do work or business today. So that's where it all triggered me to go life coaching. And I, I started you know coaching young people in my church before 10 years ago, and most of them are now fulfilled with their careers. And I'm doing that for free, like a ministry. And I said, why not do it today? Because you know what? There is a problem, and I know you can relate to this, Scott, with the student debt ratio nowadays. What if one hour with a life coach will help you save hundreds of thousands of dollars to end up with a course or a certificate or a graduate degree that will not give you the profit or the return of investment or advantage of what you put into it? Just think about it. What's one hour that will change your life anyway?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I, I I've been coaching new grads and and. St- students you know in dpt programs for years now on you know some financial literacy some options that are out there beyond the 9 to 5 right, right. You, you know we i again i personally feel like we can't just be this clock in clock out 9 to 5 therapist the, with the way that physical therapy is heading right so if that's the case we've got to have other options there has to be other right. things we can do and again we've already had such great skill sets that we've learned by going through grad school, you know, organizational tasks, prioritizations, right? goal setting right how important is that right I mean you know and and I've been doing these things and and helping people with you know awareness and mindfulness and and self-talk and affirmations and all these things students who have you know taken the NPT and and failed it right Yes, I, I failed it a handful of times so i'm I'm very keen on coaching them on how to try to get through it right yes. um and again I'm not a content expert but I feel like they already know the content a lot of times it's just a mind thing you know it's a mm. a subconscious Conscious thing, or it's a, you know, a positive think, a positive speak thing, right? A self-awareness and a self, you know, view on, on just, you know, worth self-worth and stuff. So, mm. you know, again, there's so many different things, business, right? I've been coaching yes. people on business. And and again, yep. it, we, we only know how to do this stuff because of the experiences that we've had within our careers, right? So we have this knowledge, we have this experience. And now again, if you want to take it a step further, you can and take some form of course to learn and to get certified. But again, life coaching isn't a, a regulated field yet, right? Yeah. So there, you you don't have to get a certification. However, again, being a little bit of a nerd and a, and a <laughs> you know a lifelong learner, yep. I'm gonna push myself to go that extra mile to get that certification. And and my certification, the first one I that I got that I started with was through Transformation Academy. And uh, you know, again, I love that just because I love helping people with the transformation. Tell us a little bit about you know certifications and and why it's a good idea. Or, you know, how people can look into that kind of stuff.
2: Amazing. Good question, Scott. Because here's the thing. I launched, okay, I want to launch this career coaching, business coaching, leadership coaching type of a gig. And somehow when you're throwing yourself out there, you will always find someone that will ask, what's your credibility of actually coaching? I mean, I look at your resume and I don't see any coaching right there. There are just people like that. <laughs> hey, I said, I have kids. I want to throw that email back to that person who asked me. I mean, it's all. I'll, although she's anonymous, she just put her first name. But I want to try. Hey, I got kids. That's already coaching and mentoring. <laughs> I hope you you can understand that. But at the same time, you know what? That helped me when when someone criticizes you of what you love to do. You really need to up your game a little bit and say, okay, looks like I need to really get certified because I have the skills already, but I need somehow something to validate that so that if anyone asks me, because there will be people like that, you know you're doing well when people are starting to question what you're doing. And, and if you put the right questions also back to them, then they you know, the haters, sorry to say, will just shut their mouths up because of that. So last um, October, I started looking for reliable certifications. I went to international association of career colleges and guess what they are endorsed by the shark tank people (laughs) so you can get wrong with that if i mean by the way i'm a mark cuban fan (laughs) so just, just saying that these are people that are endorsing this have been there have done that and they're coaching businesses so why not go into it because you know the knowledge that you'll get from there and their perspective and guess what it's just not really the money that i'm paying for it it's actually the the concept of life coaching because life coaching is not just a degree. It's actually a wide, vast field where the subcategories of it are financial coaching, business coaching, and there's an up and coming, they call it carbon coaching, where you teach people how to recycle. Isn't that crazy? But what you gain from there are open doors for you to really leverage and know hey, life coaching will really be a good fit for physical therapists because we're already teaching and mentoring anyway. And I believe this, I firmly believe, I always say this this is our doorway so we can penetrate that mental health space okay ot's speech therapists, they have a door towards that but physical therapist there's no clear door going that direction i believe when you have a life coaching certification on your belt it will be open doors for you to get to that industry
1: yeah you hit on a lot of key topics there. I think, you know, IAP is probably the next step for me. I think that'll be the next certification I get. And again, even if I were to never use these certifications ever in any way, shape or form, the knowledge that I gained from them, Mm -hmm. I feel like would, would put me at a level that I feel comfortable now giving the best possible advice, mentorship and coaching that I can to the people that come to me, whether they're, you know, students or, or clients or patients or whatever, right? It's just another, layer of learning how to help people along and guide them right you know because even even the best players in the world right the best athletes in the world have coaches right the coaches don't go out to throw the ball for them and the coaches don't go out to hit the home run for them right they still have to step yep. up and take the at-bat you know but they still have coaches right and like you said there's so many subcategories that are really neat as far as like you know mental coaches and and you know stress coaches and relationship coaches and yeah, there you go. coaches yep. right there's so <laughs> many whatever your niches, whatever your you know interested in and, and whatever you feel like is your superpower, lean all into that and find a coaching program that works for you to get you to that point and really hone in on the skills that you need to help provide services to people like that. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we're just basically helping people with their careers, overcome fears, overcome barriers, right? Mm -hmm. Find their passion and their purpose, you know, and really help rewrite their life story. You know, and then I think in another thing that you talked about there was the mental health aspect of things, right? Yep. There, And I've, I say this all the time to my patients because oftentimes they come in and they chat for 45, 55 yep. minutes. Yep. Meanwhile, we went through a whole home exercise program or a whole exercise program, and they were just talking the whole time. I'm like, man, time really flew. I didn't know, but I feel much better. And it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> A, exercise helps, but B, you you were able to talk through some things and work through some things, right? And And by no means are we, you know, clinical certified, you know, uh psychologists or psychiatrists yeah. or anything like that. And 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 you know, there's a place for those people where hopefully we as physical therapists at the very least can recognize that and know when we have to refer out. Right. I think we do a great job of referring people, you know, when it's outside of our scope of practice. So again, it's just another benefit, I think, to to be able to know when you're coaching somebody that hey, they need a little bit more help than I can give. Right. Yeah. But but as far as, you know, uh, you know, the mental health aspect of things. I think when people come to us, a lot of times they're already dejected or they're beat down or they're burnt out. Mm. And it's our job then to help steer them in a path or in, in a direction that can help them get out of that, you know, whether it be a new career or starting a business or, you know, trying something new or, you know, finding a new mindset or level that they can think on that can help mm. them reframe the way that they're currently going right. about their day to day. And then if, if mental health becomes that big of an issue, we're seeing some psychological components, yeah. then we shift them over and send them off to the psychiatrist or the mental health professional in definitely,
2: that case definitely i mean i just want to add on to that i mean do you need to be licensed as a cheerleader just let's just put it on that perspective do you need to be a licensed to be a cheerleader no but do you need to practice good to be a good cheerleader yes so meaning it involves practice it involves you know investing on your training also but as you said it's not regulated yet in two years time i'm seeing it will start to be regulated because you don't want you know just I would say just pop up gurus there that are not certified, just doing coaching and ended up people messing their lives because of it. So I'm an advocate that go get a certification and just be good at it. And yeah, I believe this is really a good and an an emerging business or side hustle for us rehab professionals. I'm very convinced of that.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, the more I look at it, like I said, I've already been doing this stuff for years I you know, I've been coaching, I've been mentoring, and and we we educate our patients on a constant basis and we're having to keep them motivated and we're having to keep, you know, finding ways to connect with them so that we can get buy in, right? Mm. Uh we're we're just so good at this stuff naturally. Mm. I just think again, it's like an added tool in your tube tool belt, you know. Exactly. And I hate to use that cliche phrase, but <laughs> it's okay you know, it's one of those things where it's like, even if you don't use it for coaching and you just use it for, for being a better physical therapist, you know, I think it's a win-win in that case, right? For me, I, I, I have to mentor students throughout their journey, you know, where I teach, right? The university requires me to have certain hours of mentoring and, and, you know, being an advisor to students. If this is going to help me become a better advisor to my students, well, then, again, I'm all for it, right? This yeah. is just another layer that I can add to be a better coach and a better mentor. So Agreed.
2: Agreed.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Yeah. But tell just us want to little... add, add, I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead.
2: Scott, just because it's Super Bowls this coming weekend. Think about it. I saw the interview of Joe Burrow, the quarterback from the Bengals. Last year, what is the Bengals standing? They're not even in the playoffs, I believe. But during his interview, he thanked those the specific physical therapists that have come with him have joined with him took you know away their vacation time just to train him get him back in shape and guess what are they now after a year of just coaching and helping him get back on his feet there in the super bowl that's just a i just throwing it out there man how about yeah. what coaching is all about
1: absolutely you know, that's therapist. that's that's again a huge aspect uh, for physical therapy at that level is the mental aspect of yes. getting somebody back, right? Physically, they may be 100% or 110% better than they were before even, right? But the mental aspect of making sure they know they're okay to plant and cut and run and take off and jump and do all the things they used to do after an injury, yep, that that's huge, right? And, and I know so many physical therapists that are great at that. So again, it's, it's, it's coaching, right? You, you see a lot of physical therapists that are in uh, the CrossFit world, right? That yes. do coaching uh, with, with their clients, right? Mm-hmm. It's again, it's just another layer, another different aspect of coaching. Mm-hmm. So we do so much of it, but I, I, you know, I, I'd like to ask you now a little bit about, you know, from a, a, a business side of things that, you know, if you're getting started as a, as a life coach, what are some ways that you can, can address that? You know, and, and if let's say you wanted to you know, get involved in that, what are some things to think about and consider when, when starting a life coaching gig?
2: Awesome. Great question, Scott. The cool thing, I mean, I know a lot of people will like this. You don't actually need a business loan to start it. You don't need to have your own brick and mortar office to start it. You only have to have your mobile phone just to get it started. Make sure that you can access some Zoom or FaceTime in there. Um, And the cool thing about it is, you know, with the emergence of the pandemic, everyone's doing remote now or video calls. So I would say, if you like to go in here, you need to define your big why, 100%. Why do you like to go to the realm of coaching? You need to be clear with that. Because I want coaching for you to feel that this is technically like, Your hobby, but you're earning good money out of it. Like you don't even think about it. Like you're having someone go for a coffee at at McDonald's and they just technically pay you 100 bucks. You got relaxed (laughs) mentally and you get, let's say, 100 bucks. That's amazing. But I'm just saying, is really choose your big why upon doing coaching. And next, if you think that you're about 75 to 80% ready and you can get your schedules in check. I would suggest, to be honest, if you can get like a part-time job, let's say doing physical therapy or something and start on the side of life coaching and just build your credibility by, you know, throwing yourself out there, give some good content. And, you know, I think there's another time that we can talk about marketing yourself as a uh, as a life coach. But I just said, start where you are at. You know, you don't need to do any loans Ah, uh, one person asked me, "Do you need to do like an LLC? I mean, depends on where you're at. If you already have an existing business, it's m- much easier. If you want to start something because you know, of course you want to start something that legally you're doing it the right way and not, you know, just pay you something like ah uh, not pro bono, but something like you know, okay, pay as you go. But I would say, yeah, have someone that have done business and you can consult your accountant or, a lawyer with it but to be honest i've started life coaching out of my existing business and it's just a breeze there's no hassle really to start something and i'm getting clients i just have one again that want to follow up with me so i'm blessed
1: Yeah, I I hope that, you know, uh, those in the rehab field, students, uh, professors, clinicians, you know, will all take a minute to consider if this is something that fits with them and aligns with them, you know, and it may not. uh, And that's that's totally fine, too. But if if it's something that they think they may be interested in, I hope they'll take the time to do a little research uh, and educate themselves on the possibilities. Uh, well, Francis, I want to thank you so much for coming on. And we awesome. have one final question that we ask all of our guests. If you could change one aspect of higher education, whether it be DPT or otherwise, what aspect would you change and how would you change it?
2: I would say I would like more colleges and universities, to be honest, specifically for physical therapy, teach teach our professions, our profession to go how to do the right and ethical business. I I went to DPT school, transitional DPT, last year. I graduated. Never I had a subject that really deals how to start or do the right business as a physical therapist. And I always hear, okay, get a business degree. Man, I won't won't spend more thousands of dollars, another more, you know, (laughs) that amount for a a business degree. I hope that we can change that by allowing at least a two-unit credit course about starting your own practice or business. That will be a game changer. Because it will open doors for them outside just being technically an employee, done with doctor or physical therapy. You spent six, seven years of school. And yes, we are not medical doctors. We are not lawyers. But at least we can leverage what we learned upon by teaching them the ropes, at least an introduction, how to start your own practice or business. That's just what I'm saying. I think we we can improve upon.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we see Kairos do a great job of learning business and marketing in their schooling. And there are, there's, there's definitely business and administration classes within DPT programs, but it it doesn't seem like it's quite enough. And I I get it. Part of it's because it's not really on the NPTE. So there's not not enough time and room to teach for it all the time to put it in the curriculum. I totally get that. But yeah, it sure would be nice if, uh, you know we. We definitely had some courses on business and starting your own business. And, you know, yeah. that's part part of the reason that I helped start the uh, business and entrepreneur and private practice student yep. special interest group at my university, because we don't have that, you know, we have a, a quick and short, you know, business and admin course, uh, but it, it doesn't really go into the details of the different ways that you can start a business and the different aspects to physical therapy business it doesn't have to be a 60,000 foot, you know. Five hundred thousand dollar facility with all brand new equipment, and you know there's there's so many ways to start a business nowadays. So I hope that uh, again, uh, that at the very least people will do a little research, and and you know this will help start the conversation on awareness of these things.
2: Yeah, just a final word for out there. i what you have here, Doctor Scott Field. He's just amazing. He knows how to get you to, like, if you want to start a business side hustle, get you out of debt. I mean, I've learned a lot from this guy. So you need to really check him out. Just want to let those people out there know. Well, thank you.
1: I appreciate that. Francis, where can people find you? Where's your Facebook group? Where, If they want to reach out and just ask questions or or learn more about it, where can they find you online? Sure.
2: I have my own uh, personal business page, drfrancisdpt.com, and Dr. Scott can just put it on the show notes probably. That's all my number right there. You can actually have a 15-minute free coaching session with me right in there so you can get to know me. I can get to you know what you really need this in your station of life I love students just want to let you know that I love where they're at like from high school to college asking me what career should he go through or after medical school what is the next step for this one you know I love to talk about it and you know that 15 minute who knows that will change your life forever
1: awesome yeah we'll put all the links in the show notes Francis thank you again so much for your time I appreciate it
2: Thank you. Have a good day.
0: Access to healthcare is one of the largest issues facing both providers and patients, as millions of people worldwide lack timely and affordable access to healthcare. Anywhere Healthcare, a telehealth platform, is a simple, low-cost option for providers and patients that eliminates the barriers to access to all kinds of healthcare. To find out more, check out anywhere.healthcare.com which is available on our show notes. And if you use the code HET in all caps when you email to sign up, you'll save 25% off the total cost. Thank you for attending class today. And we hope that you learned something and gained value from the
1: content. If you'd like to schedule office hours with us, feel free to add us on Twitter at HET Podcast, on Instagram, HET Podcast, on Facebook, The Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast,